Ladies and gentlemen, hello, it's Eli Silverman, and you're listening to Cheap Show. Who else, who else is presenting Cheap Show? I don't know. It's you. It's me. Paul Gannon. Fucking hell. <laughs> Cheap Show. Uh, welcome back to Cheap Show. Uh, uh, so let me describe Eli Silverman to you. If Eli Silverman was a Magic the Gathering card, uh, his stats would be smell, 100%, uh, anger, 110%, uh, self-respect, 3%, and his special gift is arse gas. Uh, that's his special toy. Uh, Eli Silverman, the worst Magic the Gathering card you could possibly own. I do. You, you can now. do me now. I yeah. do, yeah. Yeah, you so, do me Yeah, now. you've prepared something. I didn't, actually. I always made that up. No shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now, if I was going to describe Paul as... Uh, uh, oh, witty, witty. <laughs> Come on. I'll give you all the time you need. You keep thinking about it. Uh, if, I, if Paul was a chair... Good start. Yeah, chair's good. He'd have... Legs. Listen, did yeah. I interrupt you? No. When you basically called me what? A twat. No, you said the mag- smelly... Smelly, farty... Low self-esteem. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Magic the Gathering card. How's that going to help my self-esteem, Paul? I don't give a fuck. I mean, I fuck. come down here to Southampton, <laughs> yeah. do a show, yeah. yeah, I just get into the studio, you you smell, you fat troll. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't say that, but... That's what you implied. Yeah, it is yeah. what I'm implying, yeah. You do what you want. I'll step back. I will definitely not interrupt in any way. Ooh, Paul Gannon. How could we describe him? Well, he's not a great friend. He calls me a troll. I hate him. Is that it? Does that work for you? It's all right. It's all not right. your best. Usually you call me a kiddie fiddler or, you know, a, a, a depressed maths teacher or, you know, anything like that. You know, you usually a bit more vicious. That, frankly, was punching below your weight. I think you can do better. Okay, I'll try again. Do you want to have another go? Yeah. All right. I, I really want you to hurt me. I really want... To like have our friendship in doubt by the end of this next little link, all right? All right. Do you want? Do, I'll tell you what will help. I'll tell you what will help. I'll, I'll help you out with this. You need might need some mood. Paul Gannon. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. Taking twattery to levels never seen before, on the mountain of Dickhead, he plants his pole firmly up his own rectal. <laughs> Gannon. Dick man for the nation. Twat hole. Is that it? Yeah, is that like, um, who wants to be a millionaire music? I think so, yeah. yeah. I just thought the tension might have been nice. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It helped, and it helped. Made me giggle. Yeah, it made you giggle. Yeah. Maybe the person listening giggled as well. Did you listen, giggler? Did you person, listener? Did you person, listener, giggle? <laughs> Did you giggle, Bill Pezzle? Yeah, already. Yeah. The verbal salad. The verbal he's, salad. He's tossing the verbal salad. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Gannon, uh, tossing verbal salad this way and that. He's blown the goose. He's bl- makes no sense because no one came to the live show where I first coined that. Did no one come? No, but no. We have potentially more listeners to this than ever came to that potential live not potential live show, that show that we did in the first place. So, uh, I'll just give you some background. Um, yeah. Paul has been known to mess up the words... He'll start on a metaphor that he doesn't truly know, and he'll just go through with it. Yeah, I, I don't really think things through. No. You know? And I was and trying... it led to you saying, he's blown the goose. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think will catch on. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Sandling. By mistake. Comedian and actor Richard Sandling uh, already throws that one around. Really? Oh, he's blown the goose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that, frankly. Yeah, it's good. You've coined uh, it. Yeah, I'm all right with that. How, 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 we didn't talk about this last episode, but how was your New Year? Did you do anything fun for New Year's? I was... I know it's like February now, and it's D- like old news, but... DJing? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. DJ pumped that party. Blue's Kitchen Camden. Yeah. Go, was went, it massive? Went till four. Wow. It was better than last year. I did New Year's the year previously. Yeah. It was a bit quiet, because that was a Wednesday. Yeah, it was. And that was the year when they couldn't get the confetti things couldn't to go get off. The confetti. So it was like, here's New Year. And the, the, the people were poised on stage with these kind of confetti bomb launcher things, weren't they? Ready yes. to get it going. It was like, three, two, two oh, one, it's not nothing. happening. Oh, it hasn't been opened properly. One, get the cellophane two, off. Oh, three. At least four. 45 seconds later. Then they celebrated New Year. Yeah. By then, no one gave a fuck. No. Not so this year, plan. I wasn't um, given the responsibility to wield a confetti cannon. Fair enough. And I think the confetti cannons went off pretty, pretty. Yeah, good. but you didn't. You weren't in charge of them in the first place. You had one, but the girl who's running it still had the major ones on the front of the stage. So it was still her gaff. Yes, it was her gaff. It was her gaff and her gaff. Yes. Yeah. So uh, jokes on you if you're listening. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this year I had to do the, the countdown. Did you? Yes. Did you get a microphone and go? I had a mic. Ten, 
Yeah, no, I didn't I... though because I messed it up and I only got to because I was trying to queue up a record as well. Yeah, and I, it got to about four, and I went, oh, "It's four, three, yeah, 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 yeah." And then I played "1999" by Prince. Two thousand zero zero party over hit out of time, but it didn't do it. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. It's a fucking wicked one as well. It's a good one for you. You should have played a Disco Two Thousand as well at the same time. Because the thing is, you can still get away with playing that song because it goes tonight. We're going to party like it's nineteen ninety nine. So up until two thousand, right? That song was still like the potential. We're going to rock it like it's the future. But yeah. now it's like, now we're going to rock it old school. Yeah. So Prince was thinking ahead. He was. That it... little purple midget bastard. Clever <laughs> <laughs> little purple genius. Yeah, he uh, is, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's, no, it's a good, uh, you know, it's cheesy. But I thought, you know, yeah. it's hard to think of a more another appropriate sort of rhythm and blues. Yeah. There aren't that many also songs about New Year there in terms aren't, of celebration. There? there aren't. Because it's old Lang Syne, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's and, bullshit. You know, that wasn't originally meant to be uh, about New Year's at all. It's just a Hogmanay thing, wasn't it? Which I don't think. Well, Hogmanay quite... is New Year. Yeah, but it's not quite the same thing. There's something like Spurn, Rabbi Burns, or something. Oh, I don't I know. See. Okay. I think it's been appropriated for New Year's rather oh, than it was made for it. I, did I might know be that. wrong. There might be something listening right now saying, "Excuse me, but you're completely out of order, and you don't know the fucking first thing you're talking about." And I'm going to write a letter as soon as I get out of this fucking mental institution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So we had fun though. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, went to a house party now that day new year's eve i had been up since four in the morning because i was doing the breakfast show on a radio uh didn't have much sleep during the day because i was doing split shifts which means i was working uh yeah i suffered from them 4 30 till uh basically midday and then uh three in the afternoon till seven then from seven o'clock i raced from southampton to brighton to go to see my friend i was in brighton yeah i went to uh, my mate luke who you know and we had a nice house party but by the time i got there i was fucking knackered and I was like, am I going to actually make it to midnight? And it was tough going for a while because, I'm going to be bluntly honest, drugs and alcohol were ingested in vast quantities that evening that I partook in, and I enjoyed it. But if you're very tired, alcohol and the Mary Jane... Uh, oh, that's, can, that variety of, ...is um, just not... Yeah, I didn't take anything that was going to keep you up. In it, retrospect, I probably should have. Yeah. Because come midnight, I was like, I'm not going to make Literally, this. I'm not going to make it. Party over for you. But I got to midnight, and it was all right. We had a nice celebrate. Everyone was in one room. Yeah. Hey, it was a big house party. Everyone was having fun. Hey, fireworks. So we all went out into the street... And they started getting this fireworks box out and putting fireworks in. And people from the nearby flats and houses were all looking out the windows going, Ray, fireworks! Yeah. You know, Ray! Yeah. Everyone was enjoying it. And we're all sitting there and I had, I had a little bottle. And I was sitting on like their front, not on their front lawn, because like, where the house was, there was like a big weird gap and then a wall and then the street. So it's kind of almost like a, like a little furrow, a little kind of moat almost between the house and the road. Okay, but I was standing you. just by... Just by the, the moat? Yeah. So we're all sitting there and, you know... Psst, Woo! And everyone's going, yay, let's get the uh, rockets out. So we got some milk bottles. We put the rockets in and stuff like that. And there was one rocket that went off four times. It was like, you know, it was like one rocket, but it went... Oh, those are good, those ones, yeah. They're cool, those ones. And the first one went off excellently. Everyone's going, woo! And we're all drunk and... And they put in the second bottle, and it was a wine bottle. Way too tall. Because what was happening is they lit it, everyone backed back. And then the bottle just started to tip, and it tipped right in oh, our well, direction. The weight of the firework was tipping yeah. it over, yeah. And it tipped, fell on its side, aimed at us, directly at me and Luke and a few others. And we were like, oh, shit. And it was like, psh, psh, it was like firing rockets at us directly. Wow. So I was like, oh, I threw my drink in the air, right? <laughs> and I dove to the ground, forgetting that the moat was right there. You rolled down in the moat? Not rolled down. Dove head first into this tiny gap between the house and the street. So now I'm wedged between this house, <laughs> right? With a Literally going wedged. And I can feel the heat of the rocket going over my head, bouncing off the window of the house and, you know, yeah. exploding right on top of me, right? And I was like, oh, I'm in pain. I had scratches all over my hand, but it's gone now. But I had a massive big scratch on my leg. Can you see that I there? Can... Now, listener. I'm yeah. looking at this injury, and yeah. he is not turning. He's not being a malingerer here. He's not fibbing. That is a gash. That, that was is like much a five, worse. at least five inches. A good gash. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, she doesn't. No, she, she owns the gash. She does. But anyway, that was much worse up until a few days ago because that was a huge, big, proper. And old how did school. you do that on the wall or something? Just from falling, I just scraped and where my leg hit That's the wall. Some and, serious business. Yeah, but that scab was huge. It was proper, like you know, when you're like younger and you fall off a bike or something, you have a proper yeah. big scab on your leg. That whole thing went 
huge big scab came off in one go yesterday. Nom, 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 oh, nom, nom. God. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Oh, are we on the cheap eat section? Oh, nom, you can't nom, get nom. cheaper than eating oh, your own scabs, oh, can you? Chewy, hairy, gristly. <laughs> it was like it was like half blood sausage, oh, half pork scratching. Poor. Oh, nom, 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 nom. Oh, I was eating on that for like about two minutes. Oh, Nibbling. Poor. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I'm meant to be the disgusting little troll. Nah. You're meant to be the hapless twat. I put it in the bin. I gave it a bite just for old time's sake because I have not had a scab like that since I was 10. But I didn't eat it. I spat it out and okay. I put it in the bin. That's that's less disgusting somehow, isn't it? Yeah. Just a little bit. I didn't... Listener, I didn't eat a whole scab. I only tasted the I, scab and then I spat the scab in the bin. Purely for research. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. That was my new year. I had a great time. Good. You know what else happened? I DJ till four and then... Yeah. I sat around drinking for a couple of hours and then I met this guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not going that way. No, I'm, I'm not, I didn't suppose... <laughs> Uh, I was in, went to someone's flat. Yeah. This is like 6, 7.30 in the morning. Right. And the guy in the flat was like, I'm in the mood for an after party. This person in Dalston said there's a club. We can go down there. I said, oh, I'll go along. That's, a, that's <laughs> my way home. So I end up literally 9.30 the next day in the morning yeah. in this club in Dalston. <laughs> oh. Wow. We're yeah. too old for this shit, man. I was so way too old for it. Because I, when I got to about... I don't know, 2.33 in the morning, everyone was up. And at that point, me and Luke had agreed, about two, we're going to go home. We're both getting old now, and uh, we're going to go home. Oh, it wasn't his house? No, no, no. It was a friend of a friend's house that we were invited to. Um, But the unfortunate thing is, right before we're about to go, one of Luke's relatives turned up he's not seen in years. And he was like, I've got to stay for a bit because he came all this way. And I was like, oh. So... I fell asleep standing up in the kitchen wedged against this cabinet and this cooker. Bleeding. Yeah. There was quite a lot of blood on my jeans yeah. soaking through, keeping the jeans... Because that's the thing, you have to pull the jeans off the off to the stop cut, it scabbing uh, into yeah. the jeans. Uh. So that was painful. And then, apparently, and I don't remember this, I fell asleep in someone's bedroom and they did not approve because, you know, it was their private room that they said quite loudly throughout the night, no one's allowed in my room. It's off limits. Oh, I just went in and had a sleep. Because it was the only room in there where people weren't drinking, smoking, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, he was not happy. He was not happy. Did he shout at you? He shouted at me. Really? He was like, get out of my bed! Get out of my bed! Like that. God, the guy sounds like he's got a stick up his ass. He, yeah, well, to be fair, was, yeah, yeah. I would have been the same. I would have been quite awesome. Were you drunk or something? Is that why you went in there? Yes. Yeah. This sounds like drunk Paul. Yeah, it's like drunk. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. i got to have sleep. Yeah. i got to do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I was asleep, and then eventually we got a very expensive taxi home. So, what, what have we got coming up on the show today, Paul? Well, I think on the show today we've got, um, we're going to do uh, a charity shop challenge where I've bought a board game from a charity shop, and uh, we're going to play off against each other and see who is the victor. I believe you've got a price of shite coming up. I've got some prices. Which is good. Shite. And uh, we're going to open with a little topic I have found online. Uh, let's see, what, what is this? So everyone likes to bargain, right? Everyone likes to bargain. Uh, have you ever used eBay to get stuff? Have you ever bought stuff on eBay? I am proud to say I've never bought something on eBay. Why would you be proud to say that? A lot of people do it. Millions of people do it every day. Well, I'm proud. Why? What? Just because I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> proud. Listen, I've got... Listen. Yeah. When you haven't got not much to be proud of in your life, yeah. just start using arbitrary things. Like, I'm proud of I've never, never having... Paint, I've never painted a, a window red. You're pr- proud of proud that, of that. Yeah. Just proud of that. Yeah. I, I've, I've, point, point of pride. Yeah. I've never in my life eaten a brick. Quite proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, good that. Because yeah. you've avoided the uh, health uh, problems. Yeah. That would, uh... I have never in my life thrown a child through a window. Quite proud of that. Proud of that. Yeah, proud yeah. of that. So I've never sold anything on eBay. No. Proud of that. Never sold anything, never bought anything. No. Not no. ever. Well, here's the thing. Um... I have used eBay. I bought some quite nice things off it, some rarities. You monster. Yeah, I bought a very expensive uh, version of Red Dwarf, the USA TV pilot. You know, when they did an American version of Red Dwarf oh. on VHS. Um, I bought that. Did they make a series? No, it was. they made three pilots with different casts. Wow. Uh, did they show them? No, never showed them. So that's why this VHS was quite and expensive. And it had all three episodes on it. Yeah, with different permutations. The only thing that was consistent across all three was Robert Llewellyn, who played Crichton, played Crichton in all three episodes. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I bought that, and then three weeks later discovered YouTube, which had those pilots on for now. Of course it does. Absolutely fucking nothing. So, you know, I have used eBay in my time. God, that shows you, though, doesn't it? eBay and then YouTube. YouTube was like a, a revelation when I discovered YouTube. That thing, that thing I haven't seen in 20 years, it's on YouTube. Yeah. I can watch it. So um, anyway, I, I've used eBay, and I thought, well, what kind of weird things have been sold on eBay? What kind of weird 
bargains or auctions. Turns out quite a lot of weird bollocks has been sold. And I've got a few of them here if you want to if you want to know more. Okay, about. tell me. Okay, so uh, this sold for one hundred and ninety dollars. Uh, it is a CB six thousand male chastity contraption, <laughs> and it's sold. Apparently, you know. Uh, do you know what it is? Uh, what it does? It shows you pictures of Anne Hathaway. Ahoy! What the <laughs> Shakespeare's wife, or uh, oh God, no. or the skeletal she's, she's, faced she's actress? Attra- she's attractive. She's, she's all not... right. The thing is, she sexist pool, sexist pool, sexist pool, likes and fat and tall. And I don't know why that pitch never sold when I tried to pitch that as a kids' <laughs> cartoon show. Uh, whatever. Um, it's basically a little plastic mold that looks like a penis, but you slop your junk into it right. and you strap it to yourself. But because it's so restrictive, you can't get an erection within it. Okay. And so it locks could, your cock up. That could up. come in useful. It could come in useful. It's better than the women's. You know, cause like they also have chastity belts for women of yeah. two varieties. One that's just basically a, a metal pair of knickers or uh, one that have like spikes and things. So even if you try to stick it in, you're going to get your chap quite severely mauled. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go there. So that sold for 190 But why has it got this sort of serial number as if, they, you know, as if they've got a whole range of male chastity uh, items? Well, I can only imagine, basically, that it comes down to the fact that they're popular and they come in different styles that maybe want to suit different types of men. Why would and... you want one? Does he, he's, what, he works as a, as a doorman in a strip club or something and has got a problem with unwanted erections. I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I thought the chastity belt was the point that your, your dad or your husband locked, locked you in it so that no one could get you while you were out you know, marauding or something. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe let, let's go to a dark place. Maybe you're a paedophile and you've been forced to have one or you're a sex offender you've been forced to have one or you know you're um bill colby <laughs> you know any any you know he should know better oh. you know there's that i mean i it's a thought i mean it also came with um when you bought the item it also came with a free pair of italian design sunglasses glasses even um and you can just specify your choice when you make the payment which is nice so, you know, you can look like a complete dick with your sunglasses on and your cock locked up. So that's that one. What else? Well, not particularly cheap, is it? No, all but, right. you know, mm-hmm. actually all of these aren't particularly cheap, but well, they're all weird. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, mate, a cheap show. It's really hard doing this. Like, I know. Research, you know it's, it's, let's just, just get on with it. Let's just get on with it, all right? Do, yeah. listen, the people listening to this just like, you know, just make this interesting. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's been a long, long weekend. Ooh. Yeah. I, there's this funny thing with online buying things online. Yeah, the kind of the, the price kind of gets inflated, doesn't it, by the fact that it's online? Because people think because it's an auction, it's going to get more than you put the initial yeah. price on for, and it never does. This one's nice: chocolate flavored nipple spread with applicator. What it means is plastic knife, but it's basically a little pot of. Is it a knife or a brush? It's a, it's a little knife. Well, it's like a pa- palette knife. It's basically someone packaging what anyone would do with a jar of Nutella under any sexual circumstances. You know, yeah. So you wouldn't. What if you li- don't like Nutella? Then there are other chocolate spreads available, as we've done, as we have show. done in the past. There's yeah, Euro creme. Euro. Uh, <laughs> Matt, gonna... you could get sexy with the Euro creme. Excuse me, darling. To spice up this remarkably erotic evening, can I spread my Euro creme all over your big fat tits? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was there, Choco Noir? Choco Noir as well. Choco that was quite Noir. nice. That That's stuff. classy. I used that Ooh. for um, uh, some cupcakes. I spread it on some cupcakes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did in the end. Yes, classy. Nice. Uh, so, so there's chocolate. It's it's chocolate body paint. We've all heard of this before, haven't we? I mean, yeah. It's it's. It, I, have you ever used chocolate in sex? Have you ever used food in sex? Yes. You have. Yes. What food? Please don't say a banana or something. <laughs> I think the strangest thing you've ever used would God. have been Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. But yes. Yeah. I used to have sex. Uh, uh, how were they used? Did you stick them, stick them up yeah, somewhere? Well, what, then... what else are you going to do? Well, you know, oh, I just put them on the shelf. I like to have the Jolly Ranchers watching me <laughs> yeah, whilst I'm on the job. Of course I put them up, up somewhere. Where, though? The front one. The front one? <laughs> how are you so coy when it comes to sex stuff? I, I'm not coy. I'm just thinking of our listeners. Just say, in a very mature manner, I put a Jolly Rancher up a woman's twat. <laughs> <laughs> There, you've said it for me. Uh, I uh, use Nutella. Oh God, I don't in, want to know. I've I used Nutella in bed. 
and I've pasted that on a on a shaven area because no one wants a hairy Nutella slurp. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that hairy Nutella slurp slice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've I've applicated Nutella to okay. a lady's part and gone at it like. A bulldog, okay, with a big bowl We're of dog food. Wasp, blah, blah, bleh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's that good. This um, is the blue episode of Cheap Show. It's a bit rude, isn't it, so far? You, why are you getting so rude? Yawn. <laughs> it's like <laughs> me in Lisbon, <laughs> Lisbon <laughs> yeah. Airport. Bloody hell! Uh, <clears throat> I could have fucking done demolition work. Could you? <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, so that sold for three ninety nine, and uh, body paid for three ninety nine. Yeah. See that again? You could get how much is Nutella? Why did you put it on eBay? I wouldn't buy it from a mysterious seller, you know? I'd get it from a sex shop in Soho if I had to get it at all, along with some fucking dick-shaped pasta. What dick-shaped pasta called in Italian? Coccole. Coccole? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Coco. Uh, penne penis. Yes, thank you. That was another one. Another one that sold for $4.99 was an American raccoon penis bone. Ah, you see, now that could be used in traditional medicines. Is that what you think? I don't know. Yeah, well... See, that's it. Also... Whales have penis bones. They do. Raccoons have penis bones. They do. A lot of animals have penis bones. Why no me have penis bone? <laughs> There's not enough penis that warrant having a bone in there. Well, it could be a three-inch bone. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't want to know. Don't care. No, keep... well, you know the point I'm trying to make here, Paul. Yeah, I... keep your baculum away from me. <laughs> Is that what it's That's penis what bone? Yeah. Right there. Baculum, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because the guy who um, sold this bone has his own website stall, and it's called... Baculum world. <laughs> so he obviously, <laughs> he obviously is a bit of a. Uh... The thing is, you know what they sometimes use that for? Like it's sometimes they've used penis uh, bones from animals as tie clips. So you could use a fox's penis yes. bone or a cat's one as a little tie clip. Um, you know, I seem to think I remember seeing some uh, narwhal, narwhal baculums. Yeah, probably. And um, walrus, walrus, walrus have ba- big, big old baculums. Yeah, you ought to see my baculum. Well, it takes away so many of the problems associated with erectile dysfunction, for example. Yeah. But, but then there's some more problems. If you break it, that would be, oh, the, be a bad break. Imagine snapping your baculum. <laughs> oh, oh, you need a splint. Get yeah. a lollipop stick. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> Have it in a cast. You could use that chastity device. Yeah, chastity device. Yeah, yeah. Job yeah. done. You will never break your baculum then. It's a thought. Uh, number f- uh, another, another one on this list is used breast implants. They only sold, they didn't sell them. The only one oh, they a... didn't sell. No. Oh, you'd think they'd be grabbing those. It's like, mum, mum, you know, you're talking to me yesterday about you want to use breast plants for your flabby flat tits. Well, <laughs> I've just spoke about on eBay, <laughs> and there's a pair going for a quid. Yeah, I'll get them. Yeah, I'll get them. Yeah, that's never going to sell, is it? No, it didn't. It only got as high as one dollar that sale. Well, well, the guy should have sold them. I mean, he's never going to get yeah, a better price. He should have than sold that. two of them. At least got two dollars. Anything else? Uh, hologram Jesus. <laughs> hologram it's a, Jesus. It's a 3D picture card of the children Shroud, which, as we all know, never touched Jesus. No. It was uh, carbon dated and it was only shown to be a couple of hundred years old or something daft in the yeah, end. Yeah, it was made up. Yes. So this one sold for nine ninety nine. Uh Old Playboy magazines. One careful owner. <laughs> How careful... Well, the page is open, so that you know yeah. there's no sticky residue. There's no, you know, shroud of Turin kind of sticky <laughs> mess on there. Oh look, uh, it look, they must have used this magazine to cover a man's groin. Gross. Um, but that you know, old Playboys, forty year old they were, so you know, sixties era. Yeah, uh, vintage. Do they go for? They're worth something, aren't they? Yeah, they, I think so. Well, what did they sell for? They sold the whole thing went for ten dollars, and they were in good condition. How with about the box of them? How many of them? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Doesn't actually say. I think well, there's not many. But okay. I think maybe four or five. Uh, Playboy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Playboy used to have like distinguished writers. Oh, yeah. Writing like, like articles, serious essays. And sci-fi short stories. Yeah. I think didn't like uh, Philip K. Dick write a few stuff. Yes. Or I know Richard Matheson did. Matheson did. Yeah. And I think Gore Vidal. Rod Serling, I think, did as well. I don't, Robert Anton Wilson used to be yeah. the editor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. My point oh, you, is, this, this is the roundabout way of saying, I bought it for the articles. No, <laughs> no that, was, that used to be the excuse. That was course, the excuse, but, yeah. Um, my point is, there's none of that in porn. There's none of that now. Some, you know, some wide-ranging interest. If I go online, it's all just anal, isn't it? I want to. Say, I'd like. <laughs> why don't they do that? Not all anal. It depends on your search engine. Uh, but why don't they do? Uh, you know, put some like footnotes well, on the video. Well-considered essays that running down the sides. Because no one really. Okay, so no one really looks at porn in terms of magazines anymore. They. The the youches generation, you know, the you porn generation. They watch the videos. What they need to do theoretically, is add 
Um, little bit of science facts to the bottom of the videos. So, you know, when someone's getting penetrated in all their holes, at the little bottom it says, do you know the sea knot is the largest sea knot in the world? <laughs> well, according to the Guinness Book of Records, it bloody well is. Well, I'd like some sci-fi short stories. Yeah. The number one weirdest thing sold on eBay, invisibility. See, this is just for mugs. Yeah, it says here, become invisible. This is not a toy, a magic trick or a scam, which means it's a toy, Definitely. a magic trip, and, and a scam. scam. This is not an illusion, a rip-off, or ninja technique. No, oh, at least it's not a ninja technique. No lies become 100% invisible. The secret invisibility renders you completely invisible. The method is currently used by the CIA and foreign intelligence agencies. Don't scoff. You can go anywhere at any time and never be seen. You're invisible to all you meet, not even a shadow. This works when you're completely surrounded by cameras or people. Let you vanish and reappear whenever you like. It's a best-kept secret for thousands of years. Ah, oh, so it's like magic. It and can't it be says, techn- techn- technological, then. No, and it says, for moral purposes only, and has a picture of an, Amer- an invisible man looking up a lady's dress. Does it really? Yeah. That's not... That's just like... It's just like the X-ray specs used to get back of comic books, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like some idiot, like... Boys, it, it, it's bullshit. You could see through girls' clothes with this. No, you you'll go. have a pair of dodgy glasses that someone's put a weird feather over the top of. Is that what they were? It was weird, kind of little feathery thing that made things look ghostly. Oh, it wasn't yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. So obviously, it's a scam. It's a scam. How much did someone pay for it? You know what's interesting about that is that there is no price on this at all, which means eBay probably had one look at that and went, uh, you're not selling that. You can sell your Nazi memorabilia, mate, but you're not selling an invisible potion. So uh, there you go. That's the weirdest thing. Actually, no, the weirdest thing I ever found on eBay, this is what I found, was a uh, taxidermy mouse having a poo <laughs> on a toilet reading a newspaper. Oh, nice. And it's a toilet hole. I've got a picture of it here. Do you have a quick look? Yeah. Come on around. It's great. You'll love it. <laughs> it's a little white mouse sitting on a little porcelain toilet reading a newspaper. Ah, then old grunt. That's nice. And that's sold for like five quid. Well, I'd pay five quid for that. We all would. Yes. Value. Valley toilet mouse. <laughs> toilet mouse! <laughs> right, now it's another opportunity for Paul to show his prowess guessing the price of meaningless and cheap items. Yes, it's the price of shite. Let's sing the theme. It's the fucking price, price of shite. shite. It's the fucking price, price of shite. shite. It's the fucking price, price of shite. Oh, it's, it's the, the fucking, fucking price, price of shite. Oh, you fucked it up right. so badly. Fucked it up. I thought I did it right that time. It's the, the fucking, fucking price of shite. shite. It's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. Oh, it's the fucking price of shite. And that's right. Thank you. Right, so, so what have you got for me this week to guess at? First, yes, we've got a lovely little spoon. Oh, a lovely little spoon. I love spoons. It's a souvenir spoon. Spoon. All right. It's a souvenir spoon and it's... My nan used to collect spoons like that. She, she has a whole yeah. cabinet full of dangling spoons from different countries she's been to. This is uh, mostly Australia. This is mint in sleeve. It's got a nice sleeve, Arden souvenir sleeve. Oh, the, it's the manufacturer. Nice. Lovely bit of object, are that? Yeah, and um, it's a spoon. It's a souvenir, and it's celebrating the town of Porthcawl. Oh, which I believe is in Wales. I well, yeah, sounds like it. Can I have a little look? See? And um, yes. Oh, all right, all right. yes. It's got a it's got a Welsh dragon on it. Of course, lending. Is that what gave it away then? That it might have been from Wales. <laughs> no, I've also red dragon. I happen to know that Porthcawl is in Wales. Anyway, so um. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's a teaspoon. Lovely. And uh, don't be... There is a price on this, Paul. But it's not the price that it's you bought it It's not the price I paid. I don't think I'd be that stupid to go ahead with that anyway. No, Even though I have, tricked. in my past, left the prices on store yes. during this game. Right, let's you have go. a look. You can't, a spoon. you can't really use this for like tea, though, because like, the way it's plated means it would all come off. And it's would it? Not, yeah, I don't think you can actually is use it. silver this. plated? Yeah, I think you can get poisoning from it if you use it. As, so it's, just, a... it's simply for souvenir purposes. It's simply to hang from your cabinet and say, I've been to Porth call and i got a spoon and i got a spoon um, that's tat in the truest sense of the word yeah and it's interesting because it's got a little red dragon on which is fair enough because it's wales um which if you don't know for people listening at home uh, wales are quite big on dragons even though they don't exist and they've never had any uh and it's got a little boat on so i'm guessing obviously it's a port it's got to be on the coast so it's probably a little nice little seaside town it's probably got a little pier Maybe a few shops on the front. Yeah. little souvenir shop. And somehow it's wound up in London where someone went, what the fuck did I buy this from? I hate Paul Cole. <laughs> I hate it. Shit. My wife was murdered there. Now. And this was left in her eyes. Can, <laughs> can you tell us what the original price was? The original price here, I think it says 33p. 38p. 38p. That's very cheap. 
I mean, I think that's actually the scrap metal might be worth that. It says here it's from a place called Richards, newsagents and stationers, John Street, Porthcourt. Ah, I see, that's why. That's it's you got to keep that label on. So, but you know what this means though? It means that there's about a box of 400 fucking spoons that they couldn't shift during the peak tourism period. They're like, well, "What are we going to do? 38p? Just get rid of them, John. Yeah, get rid of really them." They really wanted to get Just rid of get those spoons. Get rid of them. And so it's an Arden souvenir yes. product, which is a sign of, as we all know, quality it's spoons. A, it's a, it's in perfect condition. Yeah, it's really good so condition. What, so let's uh, well, let's get your guess on that one. If you paid any more than 38p for it, then you were a massive sucker. Listen, I'm trying to support the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Well, it could be less. It, I'm, I'm going to go with less. I'm going to literally say 10 pence. Okay, that's your guess. What is item number two on The Price of Shite? Uh, going with the souvenir theme... I like it. We've got a Colour Master souvenir of Skegness. Yes! I love Skegness. Yes, and uh, this is like a little booklet of mini... Places to go in Skegness. No, well, or... uh, yes, the sites of Skegness. <gasps> it folds out. And it folds out. And you've got all of these mini postcards that comprise... Of the sites and, and sounds of And they edges, so you could actually use Tear these as off. postcards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and by, oh, wow, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> now, you'd think, oh, I wonder what Skegness is like. Yeah. And you would be able to see general features, but you'd also see some terrible... Photoshopped in families. <laughs> We've colour corrected this, so yes. even though every picture we took was in the grey and it was pissing down, it now looks like it's a sunny day in it Skegness. It looks extremely sunny, and there's this one of the waterway in Skegness, and there's a boat there, and it's not a, just, just not real. There's it's not a single not condom floating in that no, waterway. It just does not look real at all. Or can of pop. It looks like a, a, a lovely fantasy land beyond reality. Oh, that's, the boating that, that's lake. what they want to sell. Lake there. So I'll hand the item over to you, Paul. Be careful. Thank with you it, very much. Uh, Delicate. This is my own personal collection. Oh, it's uh, oh, it's it's right above Kings Lynn. So it's you know north of Norwich, Skegness, the Colour Master souvenir. And there's always that guy. That guy. He's always on these things. Is he the overweight kind of sailor with the scarf? Who and he's he's skipping. He's even skipping along. He's hey, a do you know what that guy is called? Why is he there? I don't know. He's got a pipe. And he's like, it looks like he's doing an airplane impression. It's yeah. a very weird pose. Is he the colour master man? Maybe like, you know, the end of Die Hard when Alan Rickman fell off the roof. It's like, oh, it's that kind of pose. Like he's falling to his death. Uh, let me have a look. The Pullover Gardens, not a single jumper there. Edwin Hicks show, whatever. It's sad though, because this reminds me of where I grew up, because there's a place near me called New Brighton. And it was modelled after Brighton. It's meant to be another seaside resort. You see pictures of it in its heyday with its tower, like a little Blackpool tower it had, and a boating thing in an Olympic-sized pool where they had Miss Wirral kind of competitions and things like that. Now you look at it, it's just concrete and few cinema. And it's all the history's been taken down and replaced by that gentrified kind of everywhere high street look. Yeah. Very depressing. And you kind of want it to be... Like this, yeah, you do. You do a little bit. It's Look, it's very got, nostalgic. That isn't it. It's got a little roller coaster, and yeah, a, a definite Photoshop bus, uh, a boat. Sorry, on a lake. Yeah, that is yeah. With with what looks like Winston Churchill on the back. Well, you've got you. He loved Skegness. He did. There's a festival pavilion, which obviously these. You know what? I think I've performed. I think I've done a gig in Skegness at the festival pavilion. Yeah, because it looks very familiar. You may well have done. How much did I pay for that piece of shite? Oh, I'm going to say you paid. Um, also, the illumination, Skegness, one light. Is it? Well, the clock tower, that's it. I'm going to say you paid 25p. 25p for that 25p item? 25p for the book, uh, for the Skeggy book. And what is the final item? Final item? Tonight. Now you're going to like this, Paul. Oh. Oh. This is oh, a mate. modular... Yeah. Cassette storage system. Fucking love it. <laughs> There's five of them. Look, they come apart. Oh, I like that. They're C box is the thing. For the old C90s or the C180s, depending Cassettes, on the quality. Yeah, I cassette. Think. Yeah. And they slot into each other so you can stack them. Yeah, build up a nice selection. And uh, they've got a little button on the front. Yeah. You press the button. And nothing happens. It's a bit rusty. Not rusty because it's not made of metal. It's plastic. There you go. Oh, it's got cassettes in it. It's got a tray and the cassette comes out. And you can see, I, I've taken the cassette out. Yeah. Now I close it again. What's the difference? Can you see a difference? On <gasps> There's that a little one? light that's gone off. It's not a little light. light. It's like an actual little... red button that comes through. So you know if that's empty you or not. You know if it's occupied or not. Mate. I mean, look, and look. Just look. It, they all come apart. That's great. 
You if I, stick if your this was 1987, in. I'd, I'd be all over that. Every one of those would have a different now. That's what I call music collection cassette on it. Yeah, you know, with the best hits of Kachigugu, Dollar, and Culture Club all stacked atop of each other. It's a physical object. Is that your cassette, or was that found in oh, the no, box? No, that's mine, yeah. Oh, what's on that cassette I have interest? It just says seven. Is it you sticking Jolly Ranch up a lady's no, flange? No, I used to do that. <laughs> Actually, this cassette used to belong to that lady. Elvis Mix. Ellie's Mix, it's oh, called. Ellie's Her Mix. friend was Ellie. Yeah. Oh, it smells funny by... by there was the... some kind of gunk on there, but anyway... Uh, um... Ellie's mix. <laughs> it's not Ellie's mix. Is it Ellie's mix all on the top? She, no, this, my girlfriend at the time uh, had a friend who was a painter called Ellie, and yeah. uh, this was a mix that she did for her. Uh, funny, a lot of the tunes on this cassette yeah. are now part of my set when I DJ because they're great. So, so would you say that cassette maybe got you into certain types of music? It did, and sort of Northern Soul uh, that's good. Sort of aspect. So there's a bit uh, of heritage there as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. good mix, that Ellie's mix. Unfortunately cassettes they don't no they don't last you can't listen to them now no they're ruined it all fades it, away here's, the metallic a, here's stuff. a tape called Eli's do lux poo right and what's on my that my friend ben it's mainly afro funk and uh, so it's not exactly just you grunting no and hearing and there's plops. another because they've got all tapes in here just to, to show it works and uh have a little look at that and then guess the price i'm loving this oh i like this a lot it's modular it means it builds in modules yeah, you could get, you know, there's five, five of them there. But it's you called could a have... C-Box. Yeah, I'd say that. design, yeah. yeah. Made in Germany, for sure. It's got German quality engineering. When the it. Germans get involved with modular cassette stacking, yeah. we're in They're fucking... not messing around. No, we're not. Vorsprung Deutsch Technique, that my is friend. It's literally one of the best tape storage things I've ever seen. I like it a lot. You know what I mean? With a little button action. Look at the action. Uh, the action is drawers. really satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you wouldn't even want to listen to cassette. You'd just be doing this all day. play with it. Listen, listen, listen to this. In. Ooh. In. Ooh. And listen to the out. Oh. 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 Got a proper Jolly Rancher on with that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess. That's what you need to do. I'm going to guess. That's probably the most expensive item on here, but not by much. I'm going to say that was 150 Right, so. Shall we see how you've done? For the spoon, I said 10 pence for the spoon. How correct or not was I? 50p. Oh, I was well off. Uh, and this book of Skegness imagery? 50p. Oh, I was off with that as well. Yeah. I was half off by that. Oh, that's 50p and all. All right, what's the last one? 75p. Oh, I was literally wrong, wrong. by 50% on nearly every single yeah. one of these. Oh, I'm disappointed because I was spot you on. You didn't do too good. I'm yeah, never going to get on Smash in the Attic or whatever it's fucking called these smashing days. Smashing the Attic. <laughs> I mean, Cash in the Attic. Smash should just be, I've got a load of potatoes upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Smash, smash, some smash. Yeah, and a fucking couple of robots. <laughs> They're up there. No one's getting this. No one's getting <laughs> it's this. It's a decade. It was called... Yesteryear. 80s references only on this episode. Oh, well, I did try my best. But that was a good selection. Thank you. That's a very good selection. Thank you. And there's there'll be photos of those available. There'll be photos on 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 our Twitter feed and on my personal Instagram feed as well. I think I'll put them on there. I I'm I'm called Gannon World on Instagram. You can follow me. It's mostly pictures of me in my ill-fitting Ghostbusters uniform. Right, you may remember last episode we were speaking to Ash and he got cut off because he's an idiot. And let me just check if he's still on the phone right now. Let's have a look. Ash, are you there? Ash, come through to me. That is done. Okay, so uh, this is a good one. Uh, Michigan millionaire Wellington Burt used his will to put his enormous wealth out of the reach of his family for almost a full century. This guy, he died in 1919. He wrote it into his will. He had a lot of money, millions of pounds. He left his money to the the grand, his great-grandchild. So he said, I will, no one can touch any of this money until my last grandchild is dead. Wow. <laughs> I just love that. But not the great-grandchild. Well, he doesn't know the great-grandchild. No. He's hoping that no. they're, they're worthy. He, he wanted his... He didn't like his children or grandchildren, so he <laughs> trusted his great-grandchildren would be good. <laughs> That's um, clever, His though, final right? grandchild died in 1989, and uh, so then... But then they had to wait 21 years... Uh, for someone to be old enough to have it. And so that was in November 2010 when uh, 12 people discovered that they were his benefactors. Whoa. Which is really weird. And they called it A Legacy of Bitterness. (laughs) That sounds like the worst film I've ever heard of ever. It may may be A Legacy of Bitterness, but it's still by you a lot of... uh... 
Maybe that's what Star Wars Episode Eight's going to be called. Star Wars Eight: <laughs> Legacy of Bitterness. Like well, that. it could be after after what happened in the last one. Uh, no um, spoilers. No spoilers. No, 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 no. no. Um, they uh, they each got about uh, eleven million pound each. Wow. So imagine that just out of nowhere. Your great great granddad who you never knew, and you don't, they just go, "Well, he's eleven million pound." He left you. And you know what? I hope all of them as well are massive pricks. Like worse well, than yeah, their original. <laughs> like they're all, you know, gamblers and murderers and they're rapists. All, and they just... all just sort of hire out a bit of land and then smash up a bunch of cars. Yeah. And they, <laughs> <laughs> they get all the poor people in the local village to come to their, lo- their house and they set fire to it. They fritter it. Yeah. They're all in the KLF. And they just <laughs> they're good there, back, that band, though. Last Train to Transcendental. I uh... like KLF. What? Did you ever see that that uh, documentary about them uh, burning the million quid? No. That's, That's what, what I, that was the joke. That was what he's referring making. to. Uh, you laughed, Paul. You laughed. You, laughed. you fake. That, you I didn't fake false. laugh. I thought you were talking you about phony. the band. No, I thought you were talking no, about the band. No, it is the band. It, it is, is the band. band. The band had a million pounds because they made a lot of money. Yeah. And then they bur- one of their videos, they burnt the million pounds in oh. the furnace. They went to an island. One... They went off to an island. So I laughed... At the right reason, but for also the wrong reason. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know the fact. Basically, I've true. seen they made a documentary about it. They did not look happy after they'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> they, really remember, they were trying to make a point. Do you remember 90s back? There was a 90s band called Manson that did a video as well called Taxman. And for that video, 50, I think 000, they something. threw all that money into the, into a train station or something. And they just yeah, went... Liverpool Street Station, they threw 50 grand in cash. Uh, uh, the passengers as they got off at rush hour in the morning uh, because that meant they then, it was, there, it was literally the tax loss. So that they <laughs> didn't, right, yeah, they didn't have loss. to pay the taxman that money. They just threw the 50 grand off the edge. That's it's incredible. We should all do that. Um, you should hang yeah, around yeah, train all... stations, Eli, in uh, case music bands are filming pop videos. <laughs> or in case one of my relatives dies or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Do, do you have any rich relatives who hate their rich relatives and you're the last relative? I, well, the thing is, you wouldn't know, would you? No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> um, right, so then uh, there's a guy called, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've got this right, this name, is a Portuguese aristocrat called Luis Carlos de Norona Cabral da Camara. That's easy for you um, to say. He had millions of pounds yeah. and he just chose 70 strangers randomly out of the Lisbon phone directory and gave them his entire fortune. Wow. Oh, God. And one of the people who benefited said, and this is a quote, so I'd say maybe thank you or that's an incredible thing to have done. Yeah. But this guy who got the money said, I have never heard of the man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the last question you'd ask. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. When, when you get a tax rebate, you never go, I've never heard of the tax company. I've never heard of something. <laughs> you know, you go, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you very much. He was lovely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Best mate. So that does give you hope, doesn't it? That gives you hope, the fact that there might be just someone who's going to give you a fortune just because they cannot be bothered to give it to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, those kind of things only happen in fairy tales, though. And Lisbon. And Lisbon, apparently, yeah. Which, you know, it's not proper money, is it? It's all Euros, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I went to Lisbon um, at the end of last year, and we went to an American diner, and it was like, this is the American diner. Everything about it looked like an American diner. Uh, then they served just slop. It was <laughs> so, as so far you... from an American diner as you've ever seen. There weren't even fries with a meal. It was just, oh. I had a plate full of brown slop. Oh. Oh. Eli's licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, you, I don't want to get all sort of... Uh, sexy. Uh, prejudiced here. But, <laughs> right. But uh, that's you're the second person uh, who I know who's complained about the food in Portugal. Oh, yes. well, maybe there's a trend starting. I don't know. Maybe we need to, uh, you know, shake I, our I sticks. was in Lisbon Airport yeah. uh, in transit and uh, had a panini. It was overpriced. wasn't too bad, though. Another great Eli Silverman story. <laughs> it's as good as mine. Well, we had a really weird thing where we, uh, we were doing a gig in Lisbon, and when we took off, it was about, uh, I think it's a two-hour flight, and uh, the gig started in two hours. So when we were taking off, we were like, because we were so delayed, it's like, well, there's no way that this is going to happen, but we want to go to Lisbon anyway. Yeah. So we were in the air, and then um, actually when we were in the air, I think the, the gig had started, we were a bit delayed whilst we were in the air. Holy hell. So when we landed, 
Um, it was about 20 minutes before um, we were actually meant to be on stage. So uh, there was a guy just waiting in the airport going, come on, come on, come on, you've got to go, you've got to go. We got in this car. I've never been more scared in a taxi <laughs> driving across the <laughs> Excuse me. We literally um, ran through the doors of the venue and then directly onto stage to perform. And then the weird thing was we sort of finished was what we were doing. No, gig went ahead. Like, but the guy, the MC, yeah. who, he was just because um, it was with uh, the boy who opened his face. He was oh, okay. headlining the show. So uh, the guy, the MC, was just stalling. There's about two thousand people in this arena, <laughs> and the guy is just stalling. He starts singing his song, and I just turned <laughs> to the guy who's like running. Went, is this guy any good? And he's like, Oh yeah, he's one of the best comedians in in uh, Portugal. It's like, oh, he has been on stage for a long time. Yeah. Then. <laughs> He's sitting there I'm there not laughing anymore. Memories um, <laughs> at the corners of my mind. <laughs> Just anything to fill time. Oh, poor, uh, poor but then, um, uh, then we did the gig, finished, and then literally went and got some food, went to bed, woke up and left Lisbon. My entire time in Lisbon was me running, sleeping or eating. <laughs> so there you go. You still did better than me. I ate a panini and uh, had it the terrible horn. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is on the way back. Oh, God, it was ooh, it was horrendous. Your, your horn? Yeah. Well, you know, should have took a picture. I wouldn't. No, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> oh. It, it, I just, it was just weird. You know, it's one of those things. You're tired. You're hungover. It's the. Um, and you're aroused. Who's that guy? Hugh. Um, Laurie. Huge. He, Hugh, um, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. No, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. It's the Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Grant defence, isn't it? What he, he had? An, he, a, an... he, he gets the serious horn when he's hung over. That explains that <laughs> prostitute. I think that was. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. I get this terrible, terrible horn. Can you please? I think he's always got a terrible, terrible horn. The stories I've heard about him, oh, really? which are probably litigious or slanderous, <laughs> uh, but he, he has always got a terrible horn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ash, thank you very much for your time. Take care, and we'll speak to you next time on the show. I love you both very dearly. I know you do. Bye, Five Ash. pound in the post to you. Bye. Hi. 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 We're going to be Hi. here. <laughs> And to end today's episode, I, I've got a thing called the Charity Shop Challenge, where I'm going to go to a charity shop, I'm going to buy a toy, a challenge, a game, something like that, and we'll pit each other against each other, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, what that means. Yeah. And mm. uh, see who comes out on top. Now, Okay, it'll be me. We'll see. It because, always um, We'll see, because there are many number of board games available from anything from, like, simple pick-up sticks, uh, Guess Who, Kaplung, that kind of stuff. I've gone a bit classy for our first time out, because you know how much I love 80s nostalgia and 80s shit, like Little and Large? Shit. Just anything that's awful, light entertainment-based. Yes, based. you I'm love a, that stuff. I'm obsessed. I don't even know why. I'm not proud of it. I don't think, best of British, yeah, I love Little and Large. Fucking classy. No, no they, they were awful. They really were very awful. bad. Awful. Can I tell you my favourite story about Little and Large? Eddie Large, right? The rotund one. Yes. Big fan of Manchester City. And I don't know if I've got all the details right, but here's the story. He went to see Manchester City play because he's a huge fan of them, yeah. right? And at the half time in this football match, they were like 2 nil up. You know, they were beating whoever this team was. So Eddie Large was like, I'm going to go down to the uh, dressing room and speak to the team and give him a pep talk. So he goes to the manager and goes, I'm Eddie Large off the telly. You know, me little, you know, I do all the, you know yeah. me. And the manager's like, yeah, all right. So Eddie Large goes into the dressing room at halftime, goes to every single player and gives them each a different impression, telling them good luck. So, you know, like, I'm Deputy Dog. I'm, I hope you do well. Yeah. And then one, 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 one. Goes around the whole thing and then gives them a pep talk. Long story short, by the end of the match, Man City were 3-2 down. Yeah, so they lost. Yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a bastard. Uh, Anyway, so this is what I've done. I went to uh, the YMCA in Southampton. They have a great selection of board games there. Really Really? do. Yeah, they really do. You mean the YMCA charity shop? Yeah, the YMCA charity shop. Not like the YMCA bumming in the showers. (laughs) 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 All right. You can have a good time. That's what it says. You can get nice and clean or something it says. I think you're projecting, mate. That's what's going on. You're like, you can have oh, a shower, Jolly Rancher, like <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, so uh, without any further ado, I've picked the board game based on a television, one of my favourite 80s UK TV shows, and it's this one. Oi! 
Bullseye. Uh, for people who might be listening in America who have no fucking clue what bullseye means, does, or whatever, it's a quiz show, right? Yeah. With a con- with, with teams of contestants. Darts-themed quiz Darts-themed quiz show. The idea would be one would be the person who answers all the general knowledge, all the questions, and the other member of the team would throw darts. And you'd whittle the three teams down to one, and they'd play on a prize board where they threw darts at a board to win a selection of prizes. It was a special board, though, with special red board. and black sections yeah. and the bullseye. One in the red, two in the bed, one in the brown, don't go to town, whatever that one is. Two, pink, not brown, sink, I don't know what the thing was. But the idea was, it was, it was weird because it was one of these like very northern British kind of attitude to yeah, it, wasn't it? it was you good, know? It was good fun. Yeah, and so, you know, it was general knowledge and darts throwing. Yeah. Now, to give people who have never seen Bullseye an idea of um, what was on the special prize board, I've downloaded one of my favourite lists. And this is a genuine list of all the prizes on the board, right? This is the 80s. So obviously standards were different then. It wasn't oh, like yeah. thousands of pounds or, you know, luxurious breaks. So this is the Bully Pride board. This is from the 80s. I don't know which episode exactly, but this is a list. Just a sample, a random sample of what you could get on Bullseye's prize board. Bully's prize board for you now, boys. Let's see what he's got for you tonight. In one. Mum can sit there and have a good doze and wake up and find she's got sparkling clothes with this automatic washing machine. In two. When those youngsters come to sum it all up, life will be a lot easier for them with this kiddie's computer. In three. Shh. This is for your ears only. It's a personal stereo. In four. Here's something that'll bring you down to earth. It's a super set of garden tools. In five. Aye, aye, skipper. Put it there. In this pine captain's trunk. In six. This prize could be a real catch. It's a complete angler's kit. In seven. See it, snap it, then see it again. On film with this Polaroid camera. In eight. You'll score 11s out of 10s if you take home with you this coffee maker. And Bully's special prize. You'll economise on everything except fresh air on this super motor scooter. Oh, oh, motor scooter. What would you like out of that? Uh, the angling set, obviously. The captain's trunk chest, which is just a big wooden box. Yeah. You know, I like the fact that there's, shh, this music's just for you. Full volume, every fucker could hear anything you were listening to on oh, a walk in those yeah. days. Oh, mate, such great prizes. Now, the thing is, they don't just say, it's a cabinet, it's a washing machine. It's like, we've got to think of a crap gag. So we've got this knives and fork set to sell alright so you'll be cut up if you don't get yeah. this prize it's this knife and fork set or all right, I'll give you one I'll give you an item you have to come up with a okay. witty gag for it let me think not not so stupid I'll come up with something that you would have gotten okay so okay a policeman teddy bear alright it's, it's a policeman teddy bear is the prize what would you say let's be having you is where this bear lives if he is in a house <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Silverman, you're not be getting the job. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to play a round of it based on the board game. Now, with the board game, you get, again, <laughs> you like pictures. The bits we have, you think? It's good, actually. I know, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, in fact, if you go online on YouTube, you can find a video of us doing Bullseye Live. Remember when we did it at Geekatorium? And there's that whole list of prizes we had. So uh, yeah. check that out. If you just, I can't remember what it is, but if you put Geekatorium, uh, Bullseye, uh, and look for that. You'll probably find prize board. You'll probably find it. Anyway, the point being is that we're going to play the board game version. Now, it comes with a, a dartboard, but not a proper dartboard. It comes with like a magnetic mat and magnetic darts. And it works quite well. You can throw the darts okay. and um, do it thing. So what I'm going to do is the first round. So the board has two sides. And the side Shall one, I go first? Yeah, side one has a dartboard shape. And it's got, uh, I think, 12 categories. One, two, three, four. It's got 10 categories. And then I get a question. Yeah. So what's going to happen is you're going to throw a dart. You have to tell me what category it is. So there's, can you read them out for me? What are the categories that are on there? The categories we've got are Britain, yeah, spelling, people, places, sport, showbiz, affairs, history, books, words. Interesting. So they're the categories, right? Uh, and you can get 30 for the outer ring, 50 for the inner ring, uh, 10 for the centre ring, and the bullseye is, I think, 200? Yes, it is 200. It is. So what's going to happen is you're going to throw a dart, you have to call the category out first, throw it, whatever it lands on, you get the point, and then if you answer a question right, you get a further 30 points for that answering the question, right? Okay. However, if you miss the category, you have to answer the one you I land on. I understand these rules. No, basically, if you say people, and you end up hitting places instead... 
you don't get the points on the board, but you do get 30 points if you get people right. Right. Okay. You see? Yes. So, there are dots here. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. That'll do. All right, so, right, are you ready at the Oki? I'm ready. I'm here at the Oki. All right, pick a category. What category do you want? People. People. All right. You can't go any further than that chair, so throw the dart, and he's aiming at people. Oh, oh, what's he got? 100 points. 100 points? Jesus! That's really good. Uh, <laughs> box. All right, here's your, for an extra 30 points on people, right? What was the nickname of the German ace Manfred von Richthofen? The Red Baron. Holy shit, you're on fire, mate. <laughs> God. All right, next category, what do you want? Uh, I'll go for history. History, he's going for history. He throws the dart. He's throwing the dart. Yay! What do you get? 50. 50 points. Jesus, for history. Uh, history. What was known as the Moaning Mini during World War Two? I'm going to have to rush it. Moaning Mini. A bomb? No, it was an air raid siren. Oh, of course. So no points there. And your final attack, what do you want it to be? Uh, I'll go for books. Books he's going for. Yay! Oh, he gets 30 points. 30 points for that one. On his topic of books, what was Edgar Rice Burroughs' most famous creation? Tarzan. My God, man, you've done so very well there. So uh, you've got 150, 60, 70, 80, 90, 110, 100, uh, you got 240 points there. I've got to beat that. I honestly don't think I'm going to be able to beat it. All right, you have to sit here now. Okay. Okay, so you ready for your first dart, Paul? Yeah. And what category are you going to go for? I'm going to go with sh- I'm going to go with showbiz. Showbiz. <laughs> it's down, but it's still in there. It's thirty points. Thirty for points show- for showbiz. Showbiz. Your question, Paul. Yes. What type of creature is Brian from the Magic Roundabout? Brian. Uh, Brian from the Magic Roundabout. He is. Uh, going to have to press you. Is he? He's a snail. He is. Oh, thank God for that. If I didn't get that, I would have been really upset. So put 30 points down there. Okay. Right. Okay, I'm going to go for the next category I'm going to go for is words. Words? Yeah. And he's at the Oki. It's not words. Books. It's gone in books. So just answer me a question on no, books. No, no points. No then. points for that. Just just uh, books. But you can get 30 points for this 30 now, points. Paul. You can get books. Scottish sailor Alexander Selkirk was the inspiration for which Daniel Defoe character? Books, and he was a sailor. Scottish sailor Alexander Selkirk was the inspiration for which Daniel Defoe character? Horatio Hornblower? No. Uh, what was the answer? <laughs> Don't do that. I didn't know. I can't know everything. Robinson Crusoe. Oh, it's the God. only Daniel Defoe book ever. I, mean, I don't know. On. I thought I was thinking of William Defoe. <laughs> he I doesn't got write books. No, I know. Right, no points that round. Right. I can tell you, I've already won. Yeah, I know. I'd have to get 200 points right now. Yeah. Okay, well, you might be. I might do. Maybe I'm going to aim for that. I'm going to go with... What are you going to go for, Paul? Affairs. Okay, affairs. Right. And he's, he's at the hockey. He's, uh, he's lining up this shot. Important shot for him. No. 30 points. 30 okay, points. 30 points. Yeah. Right. Okay, I can't win this, but I don't want to go out without a fight. So, so you want to get this right for, for, your, for dignity. Yeah, for, for me dignity. Consolation. Yeah. yeah. So, your question. What do Americans celebrate on July the 4th? They're independence. Independence Day. Yeah. Yay. I didn't win, but what <laughs> points did I get? Altogether. Yeah. 120. Oh, bitterly disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I win, Paul? You won. Yes, did I say I would? Yeah. Yep. Bollocks. And with that defeat ringing in my ears, it's time to end another cheap show. Okay, well, it's oh, been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been a lovely show. Nice, nice, not cheap to have nice, nice mics. Yeah, it's mm, nice. Yes. Yeah, lovely little studio here. It's all good. It's all very cosy, and good I won. So we'd like you to subscribe to us if you can. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, we're on the Prodnose Network, which I highly recommend. Some great shows on there as well as ours. Eli, what's your Twitter account? Eli Snoid. Um, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And I am... And I check it every two, year. two weeks or so. Yeah, and I am 
Paul Gannon Show. You can follow me there. Also, if you want to go to our website where all our podcasts are, news and information, some videos from the live shows, all this kind of stuff, you can go to www.thecheapshow.co.uk and please follow us on uh, the Twitter. Get in touch with us. Send us a picture of the weird stuff you found in charity shops and you can follow us at The Cheap Show Pod. I update it every couple of weeks. Cool. Uh, no, I do my best. But basically, yeah, follow us on there. Ch- get involved. Sign up. Chin up. Chin up. <laughs> blow the goose I know stop blowing the goose uh, the point being is that follow us we'd like your involvement get in touch with us tell us what we can look for what weird things you've found what ideas you'd like and what you'd like us to cover on the show uh, we're only as good as your feedback and if we don't get anything we will carry on being highly offensive on a weekly basis <laughs> is that all you got to say you like that's that's about it in that case uh, thank you for listening to an- yet another episode of the A Comedy Comedy Podcast I've been Paul Gannon and I've been Eli Silverman and don't have nightmares just have great looking hair goodbye <laughs>